Welcome to this week's Monday meeting. Today is April 13th, 2020. Monday meetings are a chance for motion designers all over the world to connect and ask questions, share inspiration, or hear presentations and interact with industry-leading artists on an equal playing field. Made it through. Today, your host is myself, Liam Clisham, and we're just having an open discussion. I, I'm too tired to think of a real topic, so it's just gonna be an open discussion. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, please use the raise your hand function. It's under participants at the bottom of the Zoom screen, and there should be a little button that says raise your hand. If you don't wanna use that, just type your question into the chat and we'll field those properly. It's kind of like raising your hand just through chat. And then as usual, this call is recorded. So if you have any concerns about anything said on the call, let us know and we'll omit it from the final release. Don't really have too many opening topics, just general Camp MoGraph shout out to the sponsors, Otoy, Maxon, Video Copilot, Grayscale Gorilla, which I spelled Gorilla, that's funny. Uh, Minimal Massive, School of Motion, and aescripts.com. Just on the topic of Camp MoGraph, I, I don't recall if we talked about it last week or not, but we have pushed back the sale date to June 1st for the tickets just to really give everyone a chance to deal with all the shit that's happening with COVID. And, um, you know, if you've been laid off and you're trying to save up money to go or, you know, if you're all working from home and you haven't had a good opportunity to talk to your employer, we just want to give everybody an equal chance to kind of regain some traction in their life be before putting these tickets on sale. So we pushed back the date to June 1st. So there's a couple months for people to kind of get in the flow of working from home or whatever financial stuff is going on in your life because of everything that's happened. Um, other than that, I don't really have any opening topics. Um, I had one on the tip of my tongue, but I completely forgot it. Mark, do you have anything going on that I, you think I should? No. All right. So um, yeah, I'm just gonna do kind of what I've been doing with these other daily calls and just kind of go around and ask how everyone's doing, kind of just do this as a more formal check-in. So I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do reverse order. I usually start from top to bottom, but I'll do bottom to top. So how about Jim, are, do, you, do you have a mic? Are you able to join us? And so I guess, how's life going <laughs> right now? How are things? Uh, things are good, all, all, everything considered. Um, you know, I've been uh, casting a lot of lines, looking for work. Um, had plenty of uh, plenty of good leads, and um, I had a lot of like event um, projects and stuff. And a lot of those are moving online, and actually are transitioning into some opportunities that weren't there before. So there is some silver lining to to this uh, awful situation. Um, and then, um, yeah, I, I get along with my wife, so uh, being quarantined with her is not bad. <laughs> nice, that's good. Were so were you furloughed or anything, or have you always worked from home? Or uh, actually, so I left a um, an agency I worked for back in uh, December to start my own my own venture. Uh, so it's kind of poor timing in that respect. But uh, like I said, I had a, a good client list already signed up. So uh, I was working from home for since yeah the new year essentially uh, when this all happened. Yeah. That's rough <laughs> right to start yeah. with all this going on, but at least like yeah. you've got a supportive wife and you guys get along. So that's good. Yes. Yes. And a cat. <laughs> yeah. There you go. All right. Uh, how about Matt? How are you doing, man? Yeah. You. 
Yeah. You with the face. <laughs> you with the, hey, you with the face. Um, I don't know, man. Friday was real rough. I got super drunk and then regretted it. Um, but luckily, I just ended up a blathering mess to my best buddy. So no harm, no foul. No internet rage sessions. No cops called. So I suppose if you're going to get really trashed and cry about some stuff, uh, call your best friend. <laughs> my uh, Two huge chunks of my team got yanked to another project or another division last week, so I was bummed. Um, but, I mean, there's good stuff, too. Um, I've, been get, I've been seeing a lot of pings for work. Uh, I've been mostly – most of the ones that I see, I'm channeling towards Zyra because uh, she was looking for work, so I figured I'd help. Um, but it does seem to be picking up, which is good. Yeah, I've noticed that too, uh, in general, that I don't know if it's just live places are starting to come over to the idea that they're probably going to have to start doing some animation, but there, there's definitely been some uptick in, in queries and stuff. I, I do want to say, like a, what's that? I think it's like a delivery stream thing, right? Like now people are starting to get over the panic of everything a little bit and they're, you know, like actually getting back to work. It's less slippers and sweatpants and more Zoom meetings. So I think you'll see a lot of the digital work come back. I hope. Yeah. For everybody's sake. Yeah, you said something too that I did recently, which you said you called your best friend. And yeah. I have really been taking advantage of using the phone again, just like normal phone calls. And yeah. It's like, one, it usually kind of blows people's minds when you call them and like actually talk to them. And like, this was a couple of weeks ago, but my buddy's wife had just gone back from maternity leave and then got laid off within like four days of going back from leave. And then uh, my buddy works construction. So he was on, he was furloughed for a little bit, but then they deemed his work essential. So he got to go back to work, but like they were super stressing out. And so like, me and my buddy Zeke and like a bunch of us that were friends with this family that was going through some trouble just like all called and they were like crying by the end of the day because they had gotten so many phone calls so like you know it's it's cool that we have text messaging and Facebook messenger and everything but there's nothing like a phone call right now during all this so so if you're having trouble or like know somebody that's having trouble give give somebody a call talk to somebody like on the phone it's it's a good time it's also predict um, to just sit in your feelings for a bit all of this yeah. is super overwhelming yeah like we kind of had a weird incident over the weekend that seemed like my son was having a panic attack a little bit from just like being inside so much and like not seeing friends and he was like asking all these questions he's like what if we never go back to school and like what if like gammy and pop die and like what if this happens and this and it's like going through all like this whole list of everything i was like man like i didn't really think this was affecting our kids this much and like you know we see everybody here but deep down like everybody's really getting affected by this and sometimes it just like penny said in the chat just like 
reach out and touch someone except don't touch someone because of the six feet rule. (laughs) (laughs) Also consent. Yeah. Consent. Um, Ask if you can hug. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we we were uh, we were teaching Fraser that before all this started, we were at the park, and he he's you know a pretty friendly kid for uh, he'll be two in a week, um, and you know that was that was one of the big things. Ask before you hug. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would say like any plus also goes for anybody in the chat here. Mark and I say it all the time. Um, but if you ever need support with anything, reach out to us. We're always around and able to talk to people too. So likewise. Um, yeah. I'm going to keep going through the list. There's some more people that joined in. So I'm going to try and keep the order straight. Uh, let's see. Chris Castro, are you able to jump in and chat? How are you doing? Good, good. Yeah. This is my first time hopping on one of these. So cool okay, to see that me. something like this is going on. Yeah. Re- a lot of recognizable faces here. Um, yeah, things for me are actually doing all right. You know, we're, we're pretty flexible at our company. So I was able to bring the, the rig home and get set up here on the couch. So not too bad. Um, lately, the biggest news in our world is that one of our designer animators left for another company and that knocks it back down to just being me. So I'm getting uh, excited about the opportunity to up our game a little bit and make a new hire. So typing up job posts and all that and trying to share that. Uh, Are you at an agency then or like a motion design studio? We're a small video agency. So there's about 10 of us. Uh, We do a lot of video work, but we also do a hefty amount of animation work supporting the video and also solely animation. Um, So yeah, it's, it's something where sometimes we'll shop me out and I'll work at other agencies, but um, for the most part, yeah, we're, we're just a small Northeast Rhode Island company. Uh, and we do a lot of B2B, B2C. Some of our clients are spread out across the country, a couple international, so we get to travel a little bit and that's fun. Sweet. And stuff. I, so I, I've asked this before on previous calls, but I'm always interested by more established studio agency types what has been the transition for, or how's the transition been for you guys now have you were you mostly remote already or has the transition been okay um we will remote with freelancers but we do have like that core 10 people is all local um and we've been able to transition to remote pretty easily um we I think the biggest hit is that we're not able to really go out and film things live action anymore. Um, The good news is that we had got a bunch of footage at the beginning of the year and are now just getting caught up on editing. So it kind of worked out timing wise, but uh, yeah, we have, we have huddles every morning at 10 and uh, just kind of go through what everybody's doing, what any roadblocks might be good news, that kind of a thing. So we usually work from home a few days a week anyway. So, the infrastructure is there as far as the remote work goes. Sweet. Well, that's, that's good. At least like the infrastructure was already there. Yeah. Um, I was going to say to everybody, Mark, just let me know in the chat that my mic was low. So I just try to change inputs. If it's still weird, just let me know and I'll switch to my camera mic since that seems to be the most solid at the moment. Um, let's see who was next. I think Elizabeth, you were next to my queue. Are you able to talk? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, how are you doing? 
Oh my goodness, it's been kind of a wild week. I um, I uh, almost had to pull the plug on a, a project and just shelve it. And um, I was just really stuck. Like I felt like I just tried everything and looked up everything and it just wasn't in the cards and you know, whatnot. And, uh, you know, my file management system, you know, I save, a, save incrementally and get a new number each time, you know, I try a new, a new trick and I was up to 65. And uh, anyway, it was super low. This is Friday. I think Friday was just haunted. So um, I, I thought, you know, here's what I need to do is, you know, instead of picking up this huge Moby Dick style project that's just bigger than the earth itself, uh, perhaps picking up something small uh, and um, something I can do in one day and maybe, you know, half and half with tutorials. And I made this little tutorial wish list of here's all the tutorials I wish existed in the world that I could, you know, I, I can finally, you know, access now that I've decided to shelve this project. And um, I went to sleep and then I woke up the next day with the solution for the project. So. <laughs> So I still have, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> um, so I still have that tutorial wish list, but like for now, until I hit the brick wall with version 66 here, I'm, I'm, I'm going, I'm excited. Um, so yeah, it's just super interior stuff. Like I'm not, like there's times when I'm trying to do a lot of outreach and, and you know, shake everybody's hand and, you know, hustle and whatever, and this is not what's going on right now. <laughs> I like how everyone in the chat is saying execute order 66. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Those... yeah, I'm a, yeah, I'm keeping it at 66 and just adding a little letter after the end of it of, you know, <laughs> additional attempts. But, um, but yeah, no, it's, it, it's been a wild week. Like I, I've been to that sort of almost wanting to quit, like not really quitting, but like setting something aside that's just feels like setting an, an organ on the, on the, you know, or my lifeblood on the shelf or whatever. And, and um, this happened last year too, just once and then I get through it and it's okay, but. Yeah, I had to do that. I think Monday or Tuesday last week, just really, I don't know, self-reflecting that I had taken on too much work because I was yeah. so anxious with everything going on that I let a project go because a client hadn't delivered assets to me on time. And normally I would be flexible with those things. Right. But it was just like, uh, like I, I took a few hours and I was like, there's no way that I can do this. Like I, I just had to let it go. And like, that's good that you got to sleep and you kind of came up with a, a, a solve for your, your issue. Um, but it made me really think like, Ugh, what like I need to keep doing what I normally do and not overextend <laughs> and like you know like you know don't don't feel too burdened like you like go take a nap and sleep on a project if you're having trouble with it like don't just sit there and dwell because it feels like right now we're all stuck inside so we should just dwell on our problems and solve right. everything going on um let's see I think Julie you were next in my queue are you able to talk it looks like you're you're done eating <laughs> Yeah, I'm done eating my cereal. Um, I'm in a different location in the house, you know, because I wanted to just change it up, you know, just nice. travel, have, you know, kind of, 
work abroad somewhere else in the house. <laughs> Working abroad in the living room instead of yeah. the office. I'm actually in the upstairs um, TV room. So we don't have a TV on our main floor. Um, so upstairs we have like uh, three bedrooms and one is my wife's crafting room and the other one is the TV room. The other one's our bedroom. So I'm in the TV room, which is really like um, kind of messy and crappy, but like kind of cozy. So I like it. Yeah. So I am literally on my lap today. Um, or my laptop is. My giant 10 pound Alienware laptop is on my lap today. Um, doing all right. I, I just, so I was working on a crazy project the last like three, four weeks. And I finally finished that Friday. I have some like small changes for like a second version, but it's, it's done. It was like a, a five minute video and it was like all me and it was 3D and it was kind of just making up a lot of abstract shape moving stuff. And I just like, I lost my mind. There's some good moments. And I had to, I figured out how to do like a cut down on it because there's like some really boring parts. But what's interesting is um, it was for a staffing agency, Kelly Services, um, which is like local here. And um, I know when, it, when, when we started working on it, I was like, oh, is this going to be delayed or anything because of COVID? And they're like, no, no worries. Like, we're, we have, our projections are all good and everything. So I'm like, oh, I guess I thought like a staffing agency would be maybe in trouble, but now I'm realizing maybe not because a lot of companies, if they lay people off, maybe they need to quickly have some temporary staff. So like, I guess staffing agencies are fine. So I'm kind of happy. And it kind of came out of nowhere because um, I haven't worked with this producer in like two years and we used to do a bunch of stuff for this company and then she just came back and I'm like here's this huge video like that you can work on for like a month and I'm like yeah great I need that um so it was like super intense I was like up crazy late 4 a.m a bunch of nights and going nuts and trying to get my renders done and loading up pixel plow luckily no one was using pixel plow so it was fun um I don't know there's there's some really good stuff I got done I was able to try some really like kind of more like illustration based, um, like redshift rendering stuff, just in the sense of like how I use gradients and whatever, it's, it's kind of flat shaded. Um, so I really like it. I just can't quite share it yet, but so I was able to do a bunch of in cinema and redshift that I haven't done in a while. I also like, it was almost ent entirely animated in cinema. So like, I really got more familiar with the, the cinema timeline than, than I'm used to. Cause I know like, like after effects, I know all the ways to like, you know, sequence keyframes and, copy keyframe um, eases and all that stuff, but in cinema it's like different. So I was popping up on Slack a little bit asking about that. I just got a lot more familiar with it than I used to. So, and I added a whole bunch of new shortcuts in cinema for like managing the timeline. Like I set a shortcut for fold all, you know, to fold it all up so it's not huge. And then I did like um, the show tracks, you know how you click in the attribute editor, editor show tracks, I did a shortcut for that. And that like sped things up so much because then I could easily just see the animation stuff for, you know, a few objects at a time, easily fold it back up. So I figured out a lot of efficiency workflows that I haven't had to do yet because I haven't like, had to animate that much in cinema. You know. So there's a lot, a bunch of stuff I learned from it. I'm super tired now. And now that I'm done with that project, I'm kind of like, oh, now I get to be existential and worry again and think about what's coming next. And so I'm, that's where I am today. Like I woke up kind of, because actually like Saturday was my first day off. So Saturday and Sunday was I've been off this weekend, but I still was kind of like doing stuff. Like I put in a, a new battery in my wife's car and I repaired their kitchen exhaust fan. I like couldn't help but do stuff. And now I'm like, ah, 
I don't know. Today I kind of woke up feeling like, I don't know if I want to do anything. I don't know. So, so it's all kind of hitting me again, like the weirdness of, of what's going on. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's, there's, there's a nutshell of, of my life. Um, it's been, yeah, I don't know. So it's, I feel like I've kind of deferred my thinking about how weird everything is because I've been just so focused on like the project I was working on, totally buried in it. And I probably like went extra into it just to like avoid life. So I think I totally buried, buried myself in my work, which is sometimes okay to do. Um, and I don't do it very often. I usually have more of a balance. So I was like, I, I don't need balance. I just need to work like crazy. Anyway, <laughs> it was fun. Yeah. No, that makes sense. I feel like I, I'm kind of doing that every other day or so, or just like moments where I definitely check out, especially like I've said this on the call a couple of times, just with like Animal Crossing coming out. Like I, I totally do that. Like that is my release after my kids go to bed is like an hour of Animal Crossing, just like chopping down trees and selling stuff. <laughs> it's just like the perfect little like getaway from reality yeah. and facing that crap. And I think I'm doing that with my work a little bit too, because yeah. I've found myself working later and like starting a little bit earlier too. And I don't know if that's just like me trying to get out of <laughs> real world stuff. Like, oh, well, if I go into my yeah. office, I don't have to focus on the actual stuff going on. So I totally feel you there. Yeah. I mean, there's no, there's no extra responsibilities, You're not even driving anywhere. So it's like, oh. Mm kind of just work um for better or for worse you can just work and focus oh speaking of escaping so um i started playing half-life alex uh, on my oculus rift and like that game is the most amazing experience i've ever had with any game or any sort of entertainment anything ever in my life it's like um i don't know if you play the other half-life games you know they're they're classic like first person shooter story based um kind of like, you know, uh, dystopian, like um, in a major, in like a city, a city called, the city's called City 17. There's a whole bunch of history that happens in the games that like, they don't really explain. It's like aliens or something happened and there's all those weird creatures and stuff. So anyway, I played all the Half-Life games. So and those are old, you know, I'm old, whatever. But like, um, so this whole like world has always been in my mind. You know, everyone's wanted Half-Life 3 to happen, whatever. But now there's finally a new Half-Life game. It's VR only. It's like kind of the first really good, like, serious AAA VR game and like it's leaps and bounds beyond any VR game I've played and it just it's like I've only played like maybe four hours because I can't play more than two hours at once I started this weekend and I was playing it last night I'm still kind of like shaky from it because like it's super immersive I had like my my noise canceling earbuds in too and it's like super immersed and like and it's this world that I'm used to. It's a world I've experienced before on a monitor and now I'm like oh my gosh I'm actually there I'm actually in City 17 it's crazy um, and it's just like all the mechanics work really well and it's like the performance is super amazing and like I'm just like super absorbed in it and I recommend it if you have a VR headset you should totally get Alex like forget buying any other VR games just buy this one you know it's worth it it's great and uh, it's kind of like it's kind of gonna set the pace for like the next you know VR experiences like here's what happens when a company seriously builds a whole engine around you know this VR game and like makes it happen. So this is what's going to be next in the VR gaming realm, I'd, I'd say. Okay, this, this will be the example. And it's really scary. Oh my gosh. I'm like, yeah, anyway. Uh, well, I had one. Huh? I actually kind of had a question about it because yeah. cool. for me, it takes a long time to really adapt to being in VR. And I, 
I get easily nauseated from stuff. How, mm-hmm. How's that with it? Is it still so, a first-person shooter in a sense or? Yeah, so I, um, I had a little bit of that, but I, I, I'm lucky I kind of don't hit, I don't get as nauseous. Um, so like, of course, you, you, know, you have to like get, get acclimated to VR in general, um, you know, it always takes some time, but so they have a lot of different control options. So by default, they give you the teleport. So like right stick um, turns you, but it's not a fluid turn. It's like tap, 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 turn. And then left stick um, is your, is your teleport. Um, and initially, but then I changed it to actually be normal, like left stick strafing and right stick turning. So it's almost like normal first person controls, but slower. Like you can't run, you know? Um, so, it's like right stick turns left and right, down on the right stick will give you a teleport if you want it. Um, and then left stick, you know, is like full on like strath moving. And I like it cause it's almost like normal first person controls, just slower and calmer. But like, if that doesn't work for you, you can totally switch it to like teleport or, and you can change if the teleport is like a quick zoom or if it's like a quick fade. So there's a lot of ways to like customize it to um, work like your, fit your needs, your preferences. Um, it's not so fast paced that you'll be disadvantaged by the teleport, I think. However, like, I wanted to have strafing because there's so many times that some, there's some like creature or something scary right in front of you and you want to back up. And like, there's not enough, if there's not enough room where you're at physically to walk backwards, like you need to be able to back up with a stick really fast or else you like close your eyes. Cause it's like, oh my God, oh my God, it's right here. So I don't know. It's, I feel like um, they've kind of, they perfected it. And, for, and because the performance is so good, there's like no frame rate drops. I mean, I'm on a 2080 Ti, but I think it would work um, on any decent graphics card, you know, any current gen or previous gen, I think it would work pretty well. Cause I think they like baked a bunch of lighting and stuff. So having the performance work, having the frame rate not drop, having things just like work so well and fluidly, um, I think it's going to be a huge advantage in like the um, motion sickness stuff. Nice. I did almost fall over once. I was like going upstairs or something with the stick. And I like, I like almost just tipped right over because I forgot like where I was. Nice. So I, I mean, at least it's that immersive. That's cool. Yeah, I'm super geeked. Like I don't usually, I like games, so I don't usually get geeked about a game like this. Like this yeah. is a whole new world to me. Nice. <laughs> it's really fun. I don't know. And it's like terrifying, but it's crazy. Like, so there's these things called head crabs in the game and they try to jump and eat your head, right? But there's also head crab zombies. So like at one point there was like a zombie to my left and then like a head crab like flew at me. So like I, I ducked out of the way and the head crab was behind me. So I was like, oh shoot, that's behind me. That thing's in front of me. So like I quickly turned and like shot the head crab and turned back around and like got the zombie and it's just like really fun. Yeah. Yeah. You're, oh my you, gosh. I've yeah. heard it from like a, a few people that that game is really awesome. So and I see in the chat a lot of people are saying that they need to update their Oculus or whatever to yeah. play it. It's been a long time since I've done VR. Yeah, I, I, um, it, this playing this game reminds me how much I love it. So I hope to um, this week do some Gravity Sketch stuff. I've done um, Medium Sculpting, but I want to try Gravity Sketch because it's supposed to be really great for modeling. No, sure. probably got modeling. So yeah. VR is still awesome. Even more awesome now that we can't go anywhere. Yeah, I, I felt like I was going somewhere. I felt like I left the house. <laughs> nice. Anyway, I, just, um, I really geeked out. Someone talk now, please. <laughs> <laughs> I think, let's see. So I think, Artie, are you able to chat? You're, you're the next in my list. I think this is your first time joining. Too. Sure. 
Yeah, I'm actually probably the uh, most removed from this because I'm actually the person that owns Chris Castro Studio. So I just wanted to hop on because I got I was talking to my friend Joel Pildner from RevThink, and we are we're a small creative video agency in, in uh, Rhode Island, so we're client close to Boston, New York, New Hampshire, Connecticut, and um, I was just kind of I wanted to kind of get a kind of a overview of what you guys are going through in your industry because we did a pretty good job of like sheltering ourselves in this environment. Like Chris was saying, like we do have like a work from home atmosphere. I think what happened for us was our clients basically took them about four weeks to figure out what work from home meant. Um, I think there was like this huge energy burst. So anybody that isn't in like this, like business to business client agency world. Um, Cause I know, I think some of you guys are probably in the uh, TV world. Um, it took them probably every, so from us working from home meant we were always working from home. We would be the only ones on a video chat. Everybody else would be calling in. Now video chats look like this. And all of a sudden, like 95% of our clients all figured out zoom, all figured out Google hangout. And they all want to be, I have like 12 to 15 zoom meetings in a row today. So I just wanted to kind of jump on to kind of hear what you guys were going through and thought processes. Like Chris said, we are surprisingly, um, kind of building in this, in this arena. So, you know, freelancers and potentially even hiring a full timer to help Chris out. Um, so if anybody wants to chime in and just kind of let me know what you guys are dealing with, I think that would help me out as a studio owner to kind of figure out the best way to utilize your skills. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I know like, so I've been remote for about five years now and I would say the, the biggest thing is just getting communication on point with people. So like now, like you're saying, Zoom calls and hangouts and all that are becoming way more prevalent. So communication has gotten a little bit better in that sense. Um, but in the past, I would say that there's, people always say over communicate instead of under communicate. And it, it hasn't really clicked until now, it seems like that. And it's still really important that you know, make sure that you are over communicating because especially with creatives, we might start running with an idea and keep going with it. And that's really not what you had envisioned or like it's partially what you envisioned. Um, so I, like for me, I personally prefer having as many check-ins as possible with a client and just like touch base in the morning, touch base maybe in the afternoon before the end of day and then kind of talk about what was accomplished, setting goals for the next day. Even if you're having a call the next day with a client, just having like having that laid out the night before so you know as you're going into the next call. Um, it's a little bit of an over-communication, but it just kind of helps everyone stay on the same page at all times and projects not slip away. Um, I don't know if anyone else wants to chime in about that, about working remote. I know Mark, you've been at it for a while now. Do you have any tips or anything? Um, yeah, I mean, I think the communication stuff is just key. I think, um, what I'm finding too, is that just my normal practices with, uh, project management and whatnot is changing, um, due to work from home situations and what, you know, like certain projects, um, you know, I would, if the uh, timeline's aggressive, I would put in you know, milestones or certain clauses in my contract saying like, Hey, um, feedback within 48 hours or it's approved, you know, just to keep the ball rolling. Uh, 
I've kind of gotten a little bit more lenient on that stuff uh, just because the whole work from home and a lot of teams are remote uh, across countries and, and stuff like that. So to get um, quick, concise feedback on certain projects and whatnot has been a little bit harder, like a few follow-up emails nudging the client like, hey, uh, what's, is, is there any feedback on this? What's the deal? You know, just trying to keep stuff going. And then sure enough, you know, a few days later, I'll get an email like, oh my God, sorry, we're trying to round up the team, everyone together, you know, yada, 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 which, okay, that's a little bit different uh, to my normal workflow. But at the same time, people are becoming, like you said, a little bit more accustomed to using Zoom and using um, platforms like this to to communicate. So I think, you know, for many of us that are remote freelancers and whatnot, we are um, uh, definitely used to this environment. And I think outside of just the creative in the service portion of it, I think we can also help educate clients and um, well, we could educate clients on like kind of remote workflows because a lot of people are intimidated especially if it's a big project or whatnot, and if they haven't really tried to tackle it remotely yet, um, I think there's a little bit of comfort using a freelancer like any one of us that has been doing this for a while, where we can really you know, educate the client and also kind of hold their hand through the process of working remotely through some you know, large scale projects. So, um, I think uh, my mantra has been like, you know, don't be scared of this stuff. You know, we've been doing it. If you do have questions, please ask. I'm happy to walk you through it. So um, that's been my biggest challenge, I guess, is just, you know, adapting the clients to working in our world. So. Yeah, I would, I'm going to double down on what you said about like project management because I've been having to deal with that a lot more lately. And this kind of goes with the over communication is it seemed like I understand everybody, like especially those that are parents and working from home with their kids home and everything that's been going on with that, that there needs to be a little bit more leniency with response times. At the same time, holding people accountable still is a necessary, is a necessity. There we go, words. Um, like I had a client that didn't get me notes for like 15 days. So I pretty much had to, invoke my contract and be like, Hey, just so you know, this, this project's going to terminate based on the fact that you haven't given notes. You haven't responded to emails. I use email tracking. I can see that, you know, you're getting the emails. You're kind of just ignoring me at this point. Can you please give me some feedback? And really they were so unaccustomed to working from home that they just like couldn't get their act together. <laughs> like, they, like we're trying to figure out their own project management and like how to wrangle people and things like that. And so we had a little bit of a conversation of like being more lenient, but also it's good that I did keep on top of them because they had really let things slide. Um, so yeah, like Mark was saying, I, I think right now for all of us that have been working remote, it's definitely a great teachable moment for, for clients and kind of getting them used to how they can work effectively with us, but also maybe they can take lessons from us and implement it into their own studios as well. Um, I think, let's see, next, Dave, are you able to chat? Are you working on stuff? I think you're next on my list. How are you doing, man? 
Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, continuing to work with uh, Newsy, which is a news organization, kind of like Vox. Uh, I've been working with them for four weeks. I'm doing another two. I'm helping them with this uh, series on uh, virology. Um, you can just go to, if you search Newsy series virology, I'm doing a bunch of <clears throat> little graphics for their, their explainer videos. Um, I've had some other inquiries, but it hasn't been crazy here at all. Just kind of make and do. Uh, I've been documenting each day on Instagram, baking a lot, <laughs> cooking a lot. Um, yeah, not much else, really. I don't know. Enjoying time with the family, enjoying the thunderstorm that's coming. Uh, well, actually, it's not a thunderstorm, just a rainstorm. I mean, um, last night it was a thunderstorm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Up here. I don't know. Yeah, not too much else to say. Just uh, like being around you guys. Glad to see everyone's doing okay. Thanks, dude. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that this has been kind of a, a nice little checkpoint for people throughout the week and um, just hearing everybody's stories about what's going on with them. So um, let's see. I think I don't remember who came in first. So Alejandro, I think you're next. How are you doing, man? Oh, well, doing better today. I mean, last week was uh, not, not so good. Um, more from a mental standpoint, it's just all over the place. So this weekend, I kind of uh, unplugged a little bit. And I just kind of did some yard work and played with the little one and kind of tried my hardest not to think about any projects um, as hard as I could. Um, and uh, I guess it kind of worked. I mean, I'm, I'm not necessarily super busy right now. I mean, I've still have a lot of projects that have been kind of 50-50 and yet had other stuff too that got put in hold. So I'm not super busy, but uh, I kind of excited now because I've been spending a lot of time thinking about personal projects that have been kind of sitting there for a while. And um, so essentially anytime that I'm not doing work, I'm just gonna put it on that and I'm kind of excited again about some of this stuff. Um, so that uh, that's going. Uh, one thing that I found helped me last week was that I I literally installed a uh, extension to my browser to block all the new sites. I, I just want to take a complete break from hearing anything about this. Uh, I just found myself constantly, literally every 10 minutes, I would just go back and check CNN or CA, whatever, ABC News or coronavirus stuff and this and Reddit and all this stuff. And it, just, it was just constant, constant, constant. And it was just, sorry. And it just was draining. It was draining and, and it just, as the days went that I could just feel my stress levels just going up and up and up and up until the point that, you know, three, four o'clock in the afternoon, I was just ball of anger and, and stress. So yeah, I'm, I'm just kind of trying to do that as little as possible. Pretty much my entire workday, I blocked all those sites, anything that's related to music or coronavirus or anything like that, just completely blocked it. I don't want to hear it. It's uh, I'll deal with it at some point, you know, at the end of the week or something, I'll, I'll get kind of like the, the headlines and stuff like that. But for right now, I just, uh, it was just not helping me. It, it's, it, it had become a, a bad habit. Um, and uh, that's kind of helped too, because again, I was falling into some all bad habits of, you know, just constantly being distracted. I mean, aside from everything else going on. So, um, so yeah, overall things, I'm kind of very optimistic of this week. Um, I'm 
really looking forward to getting back into some of these personal projects. I have a couple of small projects that may be leading to something bigger. Um, and, um, and we'll see. Uh, how to, oh, one, one extra thing. I did have a conversation, uh, an additional conversation with a client last week. And this was a, essentially my, one of my biggest worries of all this is that there's a big project towards the end of the year um, that most likely was going to be affected by this because they make a decision on whether or not to go forward with this early in the year. And obviously marketing budgets and all that. And the client is pretty much, you know, just go ahead, keep, just start working on it and, you know, put like, you know, five to 10 hours a week or something like that for now. And we'll check in at the end of the month and we'll see where we are. So at least for now it's going. So that's awesome. And like, I've kind of been hearing a little bit of good news like that for like Zubair, who you've seen on the other calls, he was saying the other day that um, he's been on a few calls lately and his company's actually starting to like ramp up a little bit and finding work in other places and pivoting. So um, it does seem like the companies that have been around for a while are implementing strategies to, to get around this and finding new, new markets. So, um, and then for you, it's like, all right, we, yeah, we're still going to keep going ahead as planned and, you know, we'll cross that bridge as we get closer to it. But yeah, that's really great that, you know, they're, they're staying with the course. And I think that's kind of like what I am doing too. Like, I'm just kind of trying to stay the course as much as possible. And like, yeah, there's hiccups and stuff, but you just got to roll with the bunches a bit. Yeah, go ahead, Mark. I see your hands up. Um. Yeah, just to kind of riff off that a little bit, um, I had a really good call with a client uh, last week on Friday, Friday afternoon, actually. And um, <clears throat> this was a project that got put on pause somewhat indefinitely. And now it's interesting because they have now re kind of concepted the campaign and it's going to be centering around like the animations that I'm doing. So I think what is starting to happen, at least with some of my clients is um, the dust is starting to settle a little bit and the Oh shit moment is starting to settle. And now it's like, okay, this is what we're presented with. Let's figure out some creative challenges or creative solutions to these challenges. Um, and it seems like through some of my clients, they are now more than ever willing to like, let's try some animation stuff. Let's try, like, we can't just be on pause indefinitely because that's just not how a business works per se. So now it, it, it was very encouraging for me. They're like, it, you know, my animations were gonna be kind of, um, supplemental with the live action shoot that they did now it's kind of being flipped and they want to use the animations more as like the premiere piece of it and all that so that gave me some hope and some optimist or made me more optimistic and get, you know i i think now that people are starting to realize like okay the shock is wearing off a little bit and now it's time to like really figure out how we're gonna like keep moving forward so um i guess just a little bit of hope there for a lot of us that have had projects canceled or put on pause or whatnot it 
it's starting to seem like there's a little bit more hope now and, and the tides are starting to turn a little bit. Sorry, I was getting distracted by Julie's pugs in the chat. Um, I no way meant execute pug 66 as a bad thing, as in like bring all the pugs together into one area. Um, yeah, I see you laughing, man. It's such a, yeah. <laughs> it was bad. It was not not well thought. I was just trying to riff back to the, the thing we were talking about before. Penny, how are you? Are you still hungover? Are you feeling like chatting? How, how's life? Oh, I'm fine. Uh, I'm rotoing again. This is my roto channel, I guess, for life. Yeah, no, um, I'm not really that hungover. I just had kind of like a hard wake up this morning. Um, you caught me in mid focus on roto, so I don't have a lot to say. But yeah, no, things are okay. This was a good weekend. I got work. I'm happy about that. Sweet. And you're going to stop being afraid of Houdini. We talked about that earlier, so I'm excited for that. Yeah, I am. <laughs> well, that's good. Um, so for everyone that's kind of joined late, I've been, I started from top, or sorry, from bottom to top, and just been kind of asking everybody how they've been doing. Um, but I did see kind of a good topic from Tony. So um, Tony, one, how are you doing, man? Are you able to join in? Me? I'm yeah. Like, uh, you know, I'm doing all right. I mean, uh, it's been weird having the kids home constantly. You know, my wife is doing a bang-up job uh, keeping them, you know, educated. Uh, and, uh, you know, I've had a little – I got a little bit of work. But I, I, I said before, I haven't, I've done zero outreach through all of this. Um, it's, it's just been – I don't know, man. It's been strange. I've been trying to use the downtime to update my reel. Um, you know, do all that stuff where you're trying to, you know, not just sit on the couch all day. Um, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a little strange, but uh, yeah, I think, I think figuring out what to do as far as, you know, looking for more work and it's just felt weird to do that. I don't know. Maybe it's okay. I don't know. It's just weird. <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I totally agree with that. And why I picked up on it in the chat is I haven't necessarily had to reach out to anyone. I've been lucky that I've been getting right. inquiries, but I like, I almost feel like I should reach out to people just to see how people are doing and past clients are doing At the same time, kind of like Alejandro was saying, like, I don't want to start opening up like dark and morbid conversations either and being like hey you know covid's around are you doing okay because well like I, it's really it's kind of awkward has anyone been reaching out to people i just want to like show of hands if anyone yeah matt you have so yeah how like how's that conversation on like unfurl so i i just keep it simple for the exact same reason i try not to trip down those dark paths i'm just like you know vibe check <laughs> I literally sent that to a friend the other day and she actually really appreciated it. So it doesn't have to be anything super deep. Just make sure that people are, you know, breathing seems to be nice. I mean, yeah, it just, it, it just, felt weird. I tried, I tried to, 
you know, I've, I sent a couple emails out, just like little check-in emails, and did not, you know, float work at all. And that seemed, you know, okay. But, you know, every time I, I started like the I'm available, you know, kind of thing, it just felt, I don't know, man, it felt weird. <clears throat> so I didn't send yeah. those. <laughs> yeah, like I... I want to check in on people and make sure they're doing okay. And why, like why I've been doing these kind of bi-daily check-ins with people and making sure we're staying sane. Um, but I don't want it to feel like I'm reaching out just to get projects either. Like right. that, that's that line that I feel like I'm, I'm having a hard time balancing with like, I want to make sure that you're okay, but not just because you're a past client, but because like we've worked together and I actually like, I care about these people. So yeah, it's a fine line, but maybe I'll just do that. Maybe I'll just email all my clients with vibe check question mark and see your response. So, hey Liam. Yeah. So coming from a different angle, cause I know a lot of you guys are actually the people doing all the graphics. What we've been doing is I've been reaching out to clients just to not just see if they're okay, but actually give them ideas of how to use what you guys do for a living in a better way. And for instance, they're all changing how they're trying to communicate. And my message to everybody is this is not the time to stop marketing because if you stop marketing, if you stop promoting yourself and your business, then it's, when we get post COVID, the, the ones that are doing a good job are going to have such a big foot ahead. And some companies, unfortunately, are not going to make it. But what I, my suggestion to all of you, would, if you have this kind of connection with your clients, is to make a list of how you can help them. And they'll actually appreciate that because they don't know what you guys know. They don't understand what you guys do. And I'm sure you've seen this in meetings hundreds and hundreds of times. Visualization is not part of their MO. So actually showing them like, here's how you can produce a good spot or some good marketing material, or here's how you can use my skills for what you do. That would actually probably be very helpful. Done it a couple of times. It doesn't have to be a COVID message at all. It's more of like, Hey, listen, I, if you're going to spend any money or if you need to get through this and it is tough, I have a client that just laid off 70 people. Right. But he still has to have a company. He still has to promote what he's doing. So my message to him was, why don't we do a series of videos where we get the people that laid off just to express the idea that they understand why they got laid off. That way you keep your clients happy with the understanding that this furlough is going to end and they're going to be hired back. So it doesn't seem like this drastic measure. So just some advice out there that we've been going through in case anybody else finds that helpful. Thanks Artie. That's, that's really helpful for sure. Um, I think Dino, are you able to chat? Wait, you joined oh, in. You got Oh, Mark, you wanted to say something? I just wanted to say kind of, go off what Artie was just saying um, and I'll post this in the uh, the links for today, but there's a really good article, like a medium article. But anyway, it, it's just talking about how like the whole world's on pause. We're all like, what, you know, what the fuck's happening? Once this passes, brands and companies are going to be making such a push back for us to be back to normal, to back to buying iPhones, back to buying stuff at Target and this, that, you know, I, it's like the push since everything's been at a standstill and everything's so weird right now. People want us to go back to normal, right? 
And so like these brands and these companies are going to be doing whatever they can to make sure that you're going to Starbucks to go back and get your latte that you would get every day. You know, like it, this medium article is essentially just talking about how like there will be a whole wave of like a ton of marketing to get you back to doing what you were doing because now we're living in our, our this new world and yes, things will change and whatnot, but there's going to be like this huge influx of, of, I mean, think about just airlines or any event, you know, people are going to be hesitant to do that. So what are those companies going to do? Those companies are going to market the shit out of it to try to make you show up and go to it or fly or whatever. So again, it's just like opportunity for us as content creators to help and going along with what Artie was saying, if you can make a list of five things that you can help that brand accomplish or whatnot, you know, this might be a great time to establish a relationship or, you know, deepen a relationship that you have with a client for when we do get through this and things get back to normal or try to get back to normal. And these companies are really, you know, throwing money into marketing, you're going to be a trusted vendor and whatnot at that point. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I just think it's a, it's an interesting point and it goes very much along with what Artie was saying of how you can help your clients and you can really establish a, a great working relationship and creative relationship right now. Yeah. I think lucky you, you made a point in the chat that you wanted to chime in on, right? Uh, yeah, not to be like negative about it, but I don't really, how are the people going to buy things when they can't afford things? The longer this keeps going, I feel like people are going to start getting a lot more, they're going to save their money a lot more and be a lot more frugal, depending on the length of this. I'm not quite sure if it's going to go zero to hundred by the next year or two. I feel like the longer this keeps going, I, I guess my point is, I don't see the industry coming back really fast based off what money are people going to use to be buying products with there most there's so many unemployed people now that like like our stuff is like luxury compared to the stuff they will need when they get out of this i don't know I, i'm i'm just i don't see this happening this easily maybe i'm like totally wrong i'm just i just don't see this as uh, i I feel like we need to find other ways of making money apart from what we're doing. Cause I'm not sure how many jobs there will be for our profession immediately after this. No, I, I agree. I agree with you for sure. And like, I think the, the big thing is like, are people going to afford to go to, you know, the Bahamas on vacation? Probably not, but I can't wait until a movie theater opens back up and I can take my kid out <laughs> or like, you know, or, or just anything that all, even small businesses, you know, like there's trampoline parks and stuff like that. Like we've just been cooped up in our house for so long that once this ban is lifted, yeah, it's going to be a little weird and we're going to be a little kind of gun shy of like going out and stuff, but I'm looking at any opportunity. I mean, fuck a baseball game of whatever it is, you know, just something to do that's kind of low hanging fruit and all these places and businesses are going to need to be putting out messaging. Right. So, um, I don't know, I guess that's kind of what I was thinking, but I totally agree with you. Like people aren't going to be dropping crazy amounts of money and like, 
who knows, maybe they'll come out with like an, the iPhone X, S, D, W, X, Y, Z, whatever they fucking call it now. But you know what I mean? Just, you know, something that's like a, a cheaper option and, and pushing more of that stuff. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I think we're, it's just, it's going to be a very interesting time here in the next, you know, three to six months. Yeah. It'll definitely be a balancing act through the entire economy coming back. You know, like we've already seen gas prices fluctuating because of this and other things happening in the middle East and just, you know, everything's going to be in limbo for a little bit. I think Julie, you've had your hand up for a while. So I want to call on you. Um, Yeah. So just kind of on the same round, the same topic. So I don't really know much about economics. I don't know like if we're going to have what kind of recession we'll have or whatever, but so based on what everyone was saying, like, yeah, I suppose you probably won't get projects that are like crazy high budgets for like really, I don't know, cool experimental motion graphics or whatever, maybe. But like, I would say that besides that, like kind of like communication, whether it's on social media or whatever sort of video stuff is kind of like the first line of defense for all these companies. Like, hey, we're back, we're here. Like how else are they gonna communicate them by putting out media, which is the stuff that we make, right? So I really, I am optimistic about like our industry being okay in that sense, um, because I feel like we're the first people they come to 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 make stuff that's gonna stand out because obviously like the same, like, you know, everything's super saturated online, even more now, everything's even more saturated now, especially because everyone's only online right now. So I don't know, I really, I think that we'll still be looked to to like keep doing work, you know? Um, so I'm optimistic about that, but I don't know, maybe budgets will change. Like what's interesting to me is, so my wife is a librarian and she, um, she's been spending almost all her time working right now, like making videos. Like they have a thing called story time in like the youth department. So they always have kids come, they do a story time. And now they've had different librarians have been shooting their own story time videos and Rebecca, she's editing them. So I had to teach her how to use Premiere, which is funny. But just the fact that like, the library is now like like becoming like a, I, I keep joking that she's like producing a, a TV network now, like the library network, you know? So <laughs> it's really funny. Um, I told her she has to start learning After Effects so that she can start to worry about not having an updated reel every week, you know, as we all do. But it's, I don't know, I just, just seeing that happen, it's like, oh, this is like a thing that she never did. Like that library, they did social media, but they never had to put out weekly or, you know, maybe even like bi-weekly, tri-weekly videos. Like they're putting out several videos per week. And it's just like, I think other like companies and, you know, businesses and like, I guess services, is, which is what a library is, um, will, will be needing to make media that didn't have to before. So I kind of see that as another possibility. Though I know a lot of that could be really low end, so it's not even stuff that we would touch, but I don't know. I see opportunities, right, in that, in that sense. So, yeah, I definitely think there's going to be opportunities. Um, it's just in what form and what kind of budget and how we recover, too. Uh, Alejandro, you've got your hand up. You want to chime in on this? Yeah, it's just mostly echoing that. I, I kind of I felt both sides of that. I definitely can identify with what Lucky was saying before that it's, you know, there, there is certainly a, a fear of things not, um, not, not being in a good spot after this, but I, I've kind of uh, adjusted that a little bit and I'm kind of more in the mindset that Julia is right now where I, I do agree. And this is something that I think I said in one of the 
uh, one of the calls of the, the sanity check calls that I do think that whatever comes out of this the landscape on the other side of this is a completely landscape than the landscape before that. And by landscape, I mean everything. I mean, the economy, I mean, culturally uh, and I, in our, in our, our work. Um, that being said, I do think that with any big change, as always in history, there's always opportunities. So we just have to be a willing to be a little bit flexible in what we do because Lucky is right. It, it probably is not going to be the same. We might have to be looking a little bit of, of other things, but I think within the same realm of what we're working with, we just have to adjust a little bit. Opportunities are going to be there. There might just be a little bit different. The budgets might be a little bit different. The the messaging might be different. Uh, there might be more of a focus in, you know, like Julie's saying, in communication rather than in just straight up trying to sell you something. Um, we just have to be kind of on top. I am optimistic that there will be great opportunities after this. Um, they may take a little bit to get there, um, but we just have to be, we just have to have a clear head and remain optimistic and keep doing what we're doing, keep working on our craft. And, um, you know, just kind of allowing ourselves to be a little bit flexible for what may be coming and, uh, and you know, not, not sleeping on... <laughs> On, on the opportunities when they come, you know? Yeah, and like, I think that's part of being a business owner, freelancer, business owner, is being cognizant of opportunities and not not letting that skill that we have go away, really keeping an eye on things and attacking opportunities when we can. Penny, I see your hands up if you wanna jump in. Dave has had his hand up for a long time. Dave has? Oh, oh no. I, I, <laughs> no? I just wanted to know how to raise my hand. I couldn't find. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I just, um, so I wanted to just quickly be like, you know, I, I got into this business right after, like, well, around a year after 9-11. And I was through it in 2008. And there's been, like, micro-recession since. Like, I'm not saying this isn't huge, but, um, like, these places that are like writing all these like you know all these news articles about this is a totally different world it's going to change everything or whatever and it's like it's going to change some things but every single time like here's what it seems like to me is whenever a big event happens it's a chance for companies big companies to like take advantage of us a little bit more you know and spend a little bit less money or to like shift their business model um, but I, I think motion graphics is in a pretty decent place and advertising isn't going anywhere until the robots take over and do our job for us. Um, but this feels, this feels like the other recessions I've been in uh, for now. If this goes for another eight months, like, yeah, there's going to be some serious uh, lack of buying power and that's going to affect the big companies advertising or any companies advertising. Let's hope that like half the restaurants survive. Um, but uh, I, I, I think that, I don't know, I, like the whole like entirely new world I think is overblown. And those are companies trying to clickbait us. I, I don't think that we've caught up as a species to the tricks that we play on ourselves. You know, the like, um, uh, just so many dumb articles on LinkedIn about if you're a company that hasn't switched to remote work, you're going to be replaced by a company that doesn't do, there's some jobs that it's just, you can't switch to remote. 
there's a lot of jobs, you know, like, um, I think we get a little cloistered in our own little like uh, sectors, you know, so like motion graphics, people think about motion graphic stuff, or like, you know, coders think about coders, and sales think about sales. And like, you know, what's happening to us has to be happening to everybody. But like, you know, the majority of our country is still service work, right? Like, I, I, I don't know, I, I'm hang in there, get what jobs you can, take advantage of like this uptick. I do think that like we would have, we had like the immediate panic when like jobs disappeared and then people are, advertisers are starting to come back. If the thing keeps going, it's gonna dip again and we'll have to be, it'll be a little leaner for a while. And like, hopefully we're all in a place where we can weather that. Um, this is a great time to save money for in case that happens. Um, anyway, I just wanted to add that cause I've been kind of typing that stuff in the, in the side. Well, thank you, Penny. Penny, while you're you're saying that, you should open a blog called Penny for Your Thoughts. Just saying. Um, let's see. Do I used you know to have I, a. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. I Go used ahead, to ben. have a blog called Are You Effing Serious? I think that was basically the same idea. <laughs> uh, do you know you're up? Hi, everybody. Um, okay. first, How are you doing? Yeah, I'm actually kind of good. Uh, I came into this whole mess just right when my parental leave started. So I'm actually on my parental leave this in the next month. Uh, it was planned like this all the time, so it's kind of fits. Uh, I wasn't uh, really uh, losing any jobs. I was working at, uh, until last day in March, also on site because the company kind of tried to separate everybody onto different office spaces and everything. Um, uh, for those who don't know, I live in Germany. And um, I have to say that since I'm in a parental leave, um, I had actually a lot of requests for jobs, um, more and more about TV stuff, which I usually don't get because usually I do like live media and stuff, but live media is completely dead right now. Um, but there are sometimes jobs sticking in and I'm not taking them because I kind of really want to focus on the kid. That's why I'm home and just looking around where she is. Um, but already was able to kind of um, put push those two jobs, two I think were two jobs forward to some other people who I knew that um, were actually tr looking for some because there are less jobs, of course. And um, but I also had some people producers calling me like, yeah, we had this shoot planned with um, some chocolate, and can you do this in CG? And I'm like, uh, can you give us examples of how we could do chocolate in, th in 3D because we only shot it uh, until then? And they were like, okay, I can research, give you some ideas. Unfortunately, I can't take the job, but perhaps I can find someone or who knows when, you, when you're gonna sh do it actually. And um, so I'm kind of still optimistic. Around here, people are like, um, they know that it's a special time, but they kind of hope that it all resolves itself somehow yeah, somehow better than most people think because um, it, it feels like people are just waiting for someone to say, okay, everything's back up and we can go out and um, shop or uh, go into cinemas. And I don't think that people will buy cars or kind of think about big purchases, but that small stuff, like Mark said, um, is taking more and more. I mean, I was surprised that in Germany, in the TV, when the ads come, already like 90% of the ads are dealing with the situation right now. So everyone adopted already. So all those, all those ads 
had to be made. Someone had to make them. Uh, someone had to make them, and um, they're already airing. So, uh, and a lot of people, a lot of companies are uh, actually advertising, which I've never heard before. Uh, but if you look them up, they're existing like for decades somehow. So there are opportunities with new companies and um, especially st stuff like, for example, groceries. I mean, gro I mean, shops, supermarkets are thriving in the moment. And people are, I mean, I don't know what you guys are doing, but since I'm parental leave and not working, I'm only eating the whole day. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and I only think like, what, what can I eat now? And uh, what can I go and gro groceries and what can I buy? Which chocolate can I try next? And um, so, I don't know, there's some, it's kind of shifting a lot. And of course, a lot of people, I mean, will not get out of this like, like they were before and lose jobs, lose restaurants and stuff. But I've, I still feel like, at least in Germany, it's like everyone's still kind of hoping that it resolves itself. And yeah, um, well, job-wise, I would say I, I have a talk with people around here in Germany, like do this stuff like this chat with people from a local MoGraph community uh, Wednesdays. And yeah, we kind of were left out in all the stimulus packages and everything because solo freelancers are kind of, I don't know, they, they kind of forgot us. I, I think it's like this in a lot of countries, UK especially. Um, that in all those packages that politicians made up like with billions of money, um, kind of solo freelancers and people who are living from gig to gig, sorry, were kind of left out. Uh, I hope they change that. And um, well, um, some people are scared. Some of the artists I talked with are scared. They kind of don't know if they, if they can survive if they only live from live media because live media is kind of strong around the place I live. And, um, but that's all gone now for the whole year probably. And I also talked with some of my clients, but it's also like companies I um, actually kind of have a friendship with, a collegial friendship. And I just want to see how, how they're doing and, uh, a lot of people, a lot of them, a lot of bosses I talked with, they, um, yeah, they had to cut short, they had to let some people go. And um, for example, there's one which is only doing live media and they kind of get all, they got all their jobs for the whole year canceled from one week to another. And uh, I don't know how a company like that will survive, but uh, they're trying now different stuff. They're like, okay, we have so many equipment, a lot of light, light equipment and LED panels and whatever. Let's just build a virtual studio like the Mandalorian and uh, see if it works. And for, perhaps we can go in this direction and sell this stuff to companies or studios, film studios, ac film academic studios, and see if we can do this instead. And they already built it. I was there. It looks fantastic. It works. Um, and they, they're like, well, we have to do something and we have all this equipment. We can also sell it, we can go bankrupt, and, but we could also try some different stuff. And some, some companies will not succeed, succeed in that, but I think some will and it will all shift a bit. But like I said, we're still optimistic here in Germany, especially. Yeah. Yeah, and like outside of live, I've talked to quite a few people and it seems like 
that seem that's the biggest hit right now is live events but everywhere else can really kind of pivot like what you've been saying like oh yeah we can definitely do this from home and still do advertising and you're saying supermarkets around here i went to the supermarket on saturday i think and i was expecting it to be almost dead and it was like packed full of people and i was like really like after everything that's been going on people haven't delayed when they're shopping and like trying to (laughs) find times when it's not busy and so yeah like there's definitely all these opportunities out there that we can take advantage of it's just kind of finding that that pace and that that good spot to jump in and and not feel like you're taking advantage of what's going on either at least that's how i feel is like i don't i don't want people to think i'm trying to take advantage of what's going on with the virus either so it's not taking advantage i think think you're just trying to survive Uh, yeah just trying to to keep your business afloat so i wouldn't i wouldn't see it as taking advantage of something um i mean all those advertisers in the tv that are doing commercials you could also say they are taking advantage of it and some probably are some are like adidas kind of we're not paying rent anymore i don't care how many billions we do we just, just don't pay rent anymore like mm. that's that's fucked up but most are still just trying to i mean most businesses have employees and they need to eat and they need the money so you, you gotta have to actually work yeah true very true um i'm just reading the chat really quick everybody's losing weight well that's cool <laughs> great job everybody i am like dino i like I, the food channel and Slack has just been like terrible, like big F you to Teddy and all the crazy meals that he makes and the pictures <laughs> he takes of that tempting stuff. So um, we're about 20 minutes over what we normally do. So I just want to start to wrap it up with some things. One thing that I completely forgot about in the opening topics was um, next week we are having Swarovski on to talk about their FITC titles. They're going to be on, they're going to premiere on the MoGraph platform on Sunday, the night before, talk about it there. And then Monday, the 20th, everybody from FITC, Swarovski, um, I think a couple other places. Who else is getting involved, Mark? Is it just FITC and Swarovski? I thought somebody else was getting on. Okay, so FITC, uh, Swarovski, they're coming on to talk about the titles. They're going to be doing some breakdowns too, showing some behind the scenes of how they made the titles and everything. So if you catch it the night before with the premiere, then we'll probably show the the video again, of course, during our call, but they're going to start breaking down scenes. Um, I believe everybody's going to be on pretty much like when we talked to Sarovsky, it seemed like the whole team is going to be joining the call. So that'll be a lot of fun. We're going to record that and we're going to put up the video and everything too. So if you miss it, don't worry. When we do video calls like that, uh, when they're doing breakdowns and stuff, we definitely post it on YouTube. Um, Depending on the infrastructure, we may even do a, a little bit of a stream to our YouTube channel as well, but this seems to be working out pretty well. So we might not have to. Um, that was really important that I completely forgot to write down in the opening topics. And lastly, uh, we have a bunch of links, so I'm just going to go through those in a second, but I want to say like, thanks everybody. I didn't get around to everybody who had a mic, but just like, thanks for just chiming in saying how you're doing and everything. And I'm glad that most people are kind of on a 
level frame of mind at the moment. You know, nobody's like totally slipping into the cracks unless you count Matt's bourbon adventures. <laughs> There's a lot of bourbon, man. Um, but yeah, thanks everybody for sharing today. So I'm just gonna go through these links really quick. Um, the first one I have, speaking of Teddy Gage, is he just released all of his iridescent uh, redshift materials that he had made for Cinema 4D inside of Houdini now. So um, post that up right there. If you go to his Gumroad and you use the code Houdini, it works for both his Cinema 4D pack and his uh, Redshift material pack. So it's like 14 bucks right now or 15 bucks right now. And I, they're super slick. I, I've used them before. They're really nice, um, especially if you're doing any kind of like thin film material that it's just like instant, really good looking stuff. The next thing I have, which I haven't really had a chance to check out personally, is there's a new iPad animation tool that came out last week or the week before, and it's called Calipeg. And I just threw that link in the chat. Um, it seems really cool. It actually has like a layer system built in and um, it's definitely a 2D tool and like more traditional cell animation, but from all the iPad animation tools that I've played with, this one looks to be really solid. Um, I, I haven't really been a fan of most of the other tools. So um, looks looks like this one is going in a good direction. Speaking of Swarovski and events kicking off, C4D Live kicks off next week and they've present, or posted all their presenters. Uh, Penny, I don't know if it has pressure sensitivity. I, I haven't downloaded it or anything. I, like, I've kind of just looked at the screenshots and all that, yeah, download it, let us know. Um, but yeah, C4D Live, Maxon posted all their presenters. If you go to that site, you'll see that they're also starting to stream on Monday, 420 in that afternoon. So that's fun. At least we can still experience a little bit of NAB, but from home. Another channel that I want to throw out there is this BAM animation YouTube channel. They're pretty inconsistent about when they post, but they do a lot of like really golden nuggets about how to think about your characters and how important silhouettes are, how important composition is. They'll have people submit artwork and they'll redraw it with better silhouettes, better, um, better proportions, things like that. How to think about a character as either a square or a circle or a triangle and breaking it down to those basic shapes. So I'm gonna throw that link in the chat right now. So pretty cool resource if you're into traditional 2D animation styles. Next up, if you haven't been keeping track, Hello Lux uh, has been sending out freebies. And I think this was their last week, but I just wanted to throw the link in there. They've provided everything from like Adam Swab's course on Houdini. I think like all of it was pretty much given away for free, which it's kind of an old course now, but like that's a huge, huge course to be given away. At least the majority of it was given away. Um, a bunch of C C4D things from like Ben Watts and other people. Um, so just some really high quality stuff being shared from Hello Lux the last couple of weeks. So check out that link. Um, we're not affiliated with them at all. It's just a link to see what you can download. Then Chad Ashley shared this really cool video of Houdini vs. C4D making the exact same scene in C4D and then making it in Houdini and the pros and cons of using either one and um, what you can get out of using that. So I'm gonna throw that in the chat right now. I only got to see the first half of C4D and it's like really simple. It's just like a, a plane with 
tubes and square or and cubes and stuff kind of falling off and rippling and then they go to remake it in Houdini so I need to watch that Houdini part but from what I've seen so far um, the arguments that they're making between the two are, are pretty sound and then um, I have a blog post from Laura Porritt she has been contemplating with the idea of doing a review site, like an educational review site for the motion design industry. And she just threw up a review for School of Motion and her experience taking the Center 40 bootcamp there. And it's super honest and really appreciate it. And she makes some really good points. Everything ranging from like how well things are organized to she's deaf for people that don't know that. Um, so just like closed captioning issues and things being available that way for uh, people that are disabled in certain ways and how easy it was to, to do that. Yeah, Penny, I, I really hope she does this site um, because it, there's so much content out there now. It's, it is hard to know if courses are worth it, especially if there's a sale going on. It's like, oh, there's a sale. I want to jump on it. Then you waste your money on it and you're like, oh, well, yeah, I got it for cheaper, but it, it sucked. So um, I really hope she goes with it. But if, if you want some honest feedback about how School of Motion runs and their courses and the good and the bad and all that, um, it seems very well-tempered across the board. Um, and I think, Mark, you have the last two if you want to chat about those. I'll throw the links in the chat, but uh, the gas, sure. prepare for uh, gaslighting. First one I kind of came upon just listening to a podcast. Uh, oh, well, the one that you just shared uh, is that Medium article that I was talking about earlier. So it's worth a read. Um, and then the other one is a YouTube clip. You know, love him or hate him. It's a Gary V clip. Uh, but he talks with that dude, Roberto Blake, who's like, a YouTube guy. Um, essentially, I heard this on like a, the, a podcast platform, but it was again, somewhat encouraging because like, it's funny how like, it seems like Gary Vee and a lot of people who've been pushing the whole hustle mentality have kind of been chastised over the last few years and like, oh, you're contributing to burnout and this, that, and the other. Well, this is kind of interesting because he and Roberto start talking about how like now there's so much opportunity for creators to create for people and brands and whatnot that like a year from now, you're going to be almost like celebrated as someone who's hustled because you've hustled your way up to the top and not to the top. I, I shouldn't say that, but like essentially it's worth a listen because he's a content creator Roberto Blake is and they talk about how you know like sees this opportunity and and see um you know right now there's many opportunities out there and there are a lot of new opportunities and people are more willing than ever to like take a chance on some stuff because of the situation we're in so um might be worth uh checking out, I don't know, a little bit of motivation too, so. Sweet, um, so that's it for links. Just gonna do a quick wrap up here. As always, thanks everybody for joining. I already said that, but like particularly today, it was great to hear everybody's sides and how everybody's doing. You can always find us on any of the social media platforms just by doing a quick search for Monday meeting. Sometimes it's got underscores, sometimes it doesn't. It's just 
because of the timing that we signed up for social media things. Audio calls are posted each week on your podcast app of choice. Usually Tuesday or Wednesday has been our goal. And then if you want show notes and everything, they're available at mondaymeeting.org. And that's it. So I hope everybody has a great week. Um, also, if you have any suggestions or questions or anything, feel free to reach us at info at mondaymeeting.org, uh, especially next week for Swarovski. We hope everybody can join us and see what they break down with these titles and the premiere and everything. But yeah, thanks everybody.